There is no need to panic. Since you're probably gonna be in some form of isolation, use that time to really question what's really going on. If anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades, it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war. Why would anyone in their right mind predict something so horrific? There you go again, another dose of fear for the whole of humanity. Since YouTube, surprise, surprise, have been deleting videos on this subject, we're gonna to refer to this as the C word. The number one thing that you and your family should be doing right now is moving yourself away from the fear and actually finding ways to increase and supercharge your immune system. In fact, I might actually just do a video on that. This is a war of the mind. The more fear, the more control. Don't, don't be fooled by the internet. It's cool to get on the computer, but don't let the computer get on you. It's cool. It's cool to use the computer. Don't let the computer use you. You all saw the Matrix. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage. A prison for your mind. There is a war going on, the battlefields in the mind. And the prize is the soul. So, let's be careful. Be very careful. I'm not gonna waste my energy researching into where and how the C word came about, but what I will say is that we're witnessing yet another problem, reaction, solution scenario. And to be honest, we're just getting bored of the same agenda that has been happening for years and years and years. So we have the problem, which is the virus. Then we have the reaction, which is fear, fear, more fear, panic, quarantine, control, more control, more control, more control. Then the solution, which is probably going to be an enforced vaccine. So when will the vaccine be ready? Trump offers a large sum of cash for exclusive access to the vaccine. In The Independent, scientists say the vaccine could be tested on humans after encouraging mice trials. And in The Wall Street Journal, recruitment for human volunteers are to begin to test an experimental vaccine. And on the 13th of March, 2020, our friends in Denmark rushed through an emergency virus law, which gives health authorities powers to force testing, treatment and quarantine with the backing of the police. And lastly, the Israeli Research Center are to announce that it has already developed a vaccine. And for those of you that are queuing up to get vaccinated, let's just have a look at some of those amazing ingredients that are in vaccines. Remember, you've got some very, very strange ingredients in vaccines. Mm. You've, got some, you've got some attenuated viruses. Where do they get them from? Mm. They get them from fetuses. <sighs> oh, wow. So it could be human fetus. Yes. Uh, uh, dead monkey, mm. cells from dead monkeys. Mm. So they use something called femoral, fem uh, which is a mercury-based right. substance. One of the world's leading experts in the study of the role of thimerosal and how it affects the human body. So professor, what is thimerosal and why is it used in vaccines? Thimerosal is a molecule that was made to make uh, ethyl mercury. It's incredibly toxic. And also so, so what is its function in vaccines? 
we, we, we hear that it's used as a preservative. How does it preserve vaccines? It prevents any bacteria or microbe from going in the vaccine on storage because it's lethal to uh, all forms of life. So given that it's lethal to all forms of life, why are we allowing it to be injected into uh, our children? That, that's a good question. Now, most of thimerosal has been eliminated from vaccines, but the flu vaccine does have thimerosal. So most of the badges of the swine flu vaccine that you're gonna get this year, and also the regular flu, may contain traces of thimerosal. There's something that a lot of people are unaware of, and I think this is a really important point to make about influenza vaccines, which is that you're talking about the effectiveness in the year that it's given. Then the following year, there could be a whole three or four new strains of influenza circulating. Well, there's plenty of medical literature and epidemiologic evidence that if you've taken an influenza vaccine on year one, that your risk of contracting influenza on year two is higher, your risk of getting a pandemic strain is higher, and your risk of shedding and spreading the, vac the, um, the virus for longer periods of time is higher as a result of what that vaccine did to your immune system the year before. That's a really important point that I think needs to really be hammered home to people is that even if you are protected that first year that you got the vaccine, it has changed your immune system in such a way that your T cells can't respond using memory response. And so you are actually more susceptible than a person who's never been vaccinated. And that's been proven in medical literature. I speak about this publicly with the references on a regular basis. This is not an indictment of vaccines. This is an indictment of a mercury-based preservative put in vaccines. And it's exactly, and it's not in all vaccines, but it is in the flu vaccine. And people who get the flu vaccine should definitely be asking for the thimerosal-free version. In fact, any vaccine that you get, you should always check whether it's thimerosal-free. Has thimerosal ever been tested by our health agencies? Uh, it's been only in the, there were those early tests that you know of that were done by uh, Lilly. And when was that test done? That was done in 1929. Yes. And um, Okay, well, let's, let's follow up on that. In 1929, they tested this on 27 people yes. that were dying of meningitis. All of those people died of meningitis, and so they said there was no correlation between their death and the mercury in the vaccines. That is the only test that's ever been done on thimerosal that I know of. Can you t think of any other? No, in people, no. It is possible that the amount of mercury that's being injected, even in trace amounts, could damage a child neurologically, right? I don't think it has that capacity. No. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, we can argue. I know, but you don't think it is, but you can't say categorically, can you? Do I, do I have evidence for every single child for every possible dose, the answer is no. There you go. So the UK's independent fact-checking charity state that the mercury-based chemical found in some UK vaccines is not dangerous. In conclusion, they state a mercury-based chemical is present in some non-standard UK vaccines, but is not harmful in those amounts. They then go on to say that thimerosal is a mercury-based chemical no longer found in most standard UK vaccines. It was present in the swine flu vaccine used in 2009, 2010 and 2010 and 2011 flu seasons in the UK, but it's not in any of the annual flu vaccines currently being used in the UK. So there is clearly conflicting arguments to the mercury-based substance. I would use this as an opportunity to check 
and research every single ingredient that is going inside your body, especially when it comes to vaccines. So I've been involved in this debate for 20 years. It's one of the hottest debates in, in medicine. It hasn't gone away. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly, after 20 years, a CDC senior scientist, Dr. William Thompson, comes forward and says that they have known for 14 years that MMR vaccine is causally associated with autism and they have covered it up. We have tried to convey to people that this is not in any way an anti-vaccine movie. It is reporting upon a fraud in the CDC, the nation's foremost health agency. This is about corruption. It's about corruption, absolutely. And uh, Robert De Niro was put in an, an invidious position. But there is something definitely there right. with vax and there is something going on uh, with the CDC the pharmaceutical in industry. And for your information, Dr. Andrew Wakefield has since been discredited and stripped of his doctor title. When you were at medical school, how much did you get taught about vaccines? Very little, very little. And, and what you got basically was told, these are the things that you need to give to your patients. So it's all about giving it to them. This is the schedule, but as far as what the vaccine actually does, and you never heard about the negative, the negative effect of a vaccine. Never. Are there other doctors that refuse vaccines and believe there they are? There are some that do that. Um, most of them just fall in line with the with the rest of the herd, so to speak. I I don't do that anymore. I won't I won't do it. And so I told them they just either have to fire me or you know I just find another job somewhere because I'm not going to wear a mask first of all. And second, I'm not going to get a vaccine. And I work in I work in emergency medicine. I'm around the flu all the time. Do I ever get the flu? No. Mercury is toxic to the human brain, and neurological problems have been caused by mercury. And mercury should not be in vaccines. My grandson got nine shots in one day, seven of which had mercury in it, and he became autistic in a very short period of time. We had scientists from around the world. Now I'm for vaccination. Can you tell me the name of any I, of these scientists who claim this because they go well, against what every study. I mean, the CDC says this. Uh, institutes of Health, uh, all these studies say you're you're just wrong. I have more concern about the vaccine than I do about the swine flu. Would you give it to your kids? I definitely would not. You would not. None of my children have uh, vaccines. None of your children have been, no? Of course not. Okay. No chance. Yeah, yeah. And of course, what about freedom of speech when it comes to vaccinations? You would think that you can get a completely unbiased opinion, especially on some of the major social networks. Mr. Zuckerberg, is Facebook able to assure us that it will support users fair and open discussions and communications related to the risk as well as the benefits of vaccinations? We do care deeply about giving people a voice and, and freedom of expression. We, we try to focus on, on misinformation that has the potential to lead to uh, physical harm or imminent harm. Um, and that can include especially misleading health advice. Uh, let's kind saying, of stick to this subject because our time is very limited. Are you 100% confident that, that vaccines pose no injury to any person on this planet? Congressman, I don't think it would be possible for anyone to be 100% confident, but my understanding of the scientific consensus is that uh, it, it is, important that, that, that people get their vaccines. Shouldn't somebody have the opportunity to express an opinion different from yours? We don't stop people from posting on their page uh, something that's wrong. Right? If someone wants to post uh, anti-vaccination content or if they want to join a group where people are discussing that content, uh, we don't prevent them from doing that.
but, but we're not going to recommend or go out of our way to, to show people content that would encourage people to join those groups. The best thing about all this hype and hysteria is that the mainstream media are making it even easier for you to get closer to the truth. All you have to do is follow the fake news. So on the Metro Online, it states that conspiracy theorists, who of course are completely deluded, have been on Facebook and YouTube and are blaming the virus on 5G with no evidence. 5G and the virus are not related. Claims on social media that 5G is to blame for the global outbreak debunked. So what's the relationship between the virus and 5G? Well, there is something because as we all say, there's no smoke without fire. But if you look on the UK's independent fact-checking charity website, it states that the Wuhan virus has nothing to do with 5G. And in conclusion, it states that Wuhan was one of the first places with 5G trials, as well as several other large Chinese cities. And there's another article that states that there has been a 5G network that has been set up in one of Wuhan's hospitals. So we can establish that Wuhan was one of the first places to receive a 5G trial, but how does that relate to the virus and our immune system? Let's just look at some evidence presented by these experts. Frankly, there's no nice way to say this. Uh, the wireless industry is lying um, about health and they're lying about this technology and how it needs to be implemented. This is truly wrong. You can only microwave radiate people so much. I'm no activist. I'm not about to try and bring the government down for crying out loud. I'm just a normal person who works in a clinic with patients and I listen to, the, I, I read literature. When professors say this, the new 5G wireless technology involves millimeter waves, which are extremely high frequencies, as the millimeter waves are known to have a profound effect on all parts of the human body. You kind of have to stop in your tracks and listen to someone like that. And for a government, if you can microwave people you don't like, you can give them cancer or brain damage and you've effectively put them out of action and you can't be prosecuted for it because they don't know you're doing it. For instance, the, the ladies who protest at Greenham Common, they were microwaved. We microwaved Catholics in Northern Ireland to make them sick. Uh, it, it goes on all over the world. And it, it's a weapon that you don't know you're being targeted because the dose is very, very low, which is actually more dangerous. You talk about microwaves used as weapons. <laughs> is it the same microwaves that are used in uh, modern uh, communications technologies? Exactly the same. Nothing has changed. When I first thought there could be something wrong with mobile phones, I actually owned three phones. And when somebody said to me there could be a problem with this with our health, I said, oh, don't be ridiculous. If there was a problem, I'd know about it. <clears throat> well, I was wrong. A lot of evidence um, that to show that EMS caused DNA damage. Right. Now that's affecting future generations. How much money has the industry committed to supporting additional independent research and we're talking about research on the biological effects of this new technology thank you senator i, I think uh, thank you for your focus on the issue uh, safety is paramount there are no industry back studies to my knowledge right now so essentially the answer to my question how much money zero 
uh, I can certainly follow up with you, Senator. To my knowledge, there's no active studies being backed by industry today. So if, if you look into the science about this, mm -hmm. what kind of symptoms uh, could uh, wireless technologies cause? You will have more colds, more coughs, longer colds, longer coughs, because your immune system cannot cope. I'm Sharon Goldberg. I'm an internal medicine physician. I've practiced medicine for 21 years. Wireless radiation has biological effects, period. These effects are seen in all life forms, plants, animals, insects, microbes. In humans, we have clear evidence of cancer now. There is no question. 5G is an untested application of a technology that we know is harmful. We know it from the science. We have decades of evidence to show that it is not safe. These uh, health damages you are talking about here, how much uh, science supports that? When I went to Canada, I had documentation of two and a half thousand military papers. And these are military papers done by the country's best scientists. But of course, all the mainstream media and all the mobile phone companies that have a financial interest in 5G technology will state that there is no harm to human health. This is further echoed by Public Health England and the World Health Organization who have completely ignored that there is an international 5G appeal that is signed by over 200,000 doctors and scientists to say that 5G is having a negative impact on human health. 5G, an emerging technology upgrade that has many countries concerned about its impact on human health. Experts from all over the world warn of the dangers of 5G. In 2018, it was reported locally that Wuhan would be the testbed city for full 5G network operation in China. The article went on to say that it would be fully operational by 2020. And on Halloween of 2019, they turned it on. Scientists warn that 5G causes flu-like symptoms. Interesting? What is also interesting is that when trying to share the link of 5G being launched in Wuhan, Facebook blocks you from doing so because it violates their community guidelines. We don't stop people from posting on their page uh, something that's wrong. So it's time for you to make your own mind up. Who do you really trust? Use your power of discernment. Which narrative do you wish to feed? Is it one of fear or is it one of hope? Again, we need to stick together on this, share truth, share this video with as many people as you can. Together, the people have the power. They always have done, we just haven't realized it. Stay tuned for the next video, which will be all about supercharging your immune system. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions, too terrified to skip the commercials. I think we should go with a good old fashioned public health scare. Yeah. A new disease. No one's immune.
It's an epidemic. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. But I... Oh, oh. So, we've got our deadly disease. Now, we just have to blame it on something 